good morning happy new year um today's this is this will be my first podcast for the year um i'm trying this year to mix it up a little bit um because i like history i like especially the old the old history especially the bible one one the specific place so you can learn so much about the history of the humanity and how the creation of the world and the expectation of God of, of us and so that's why the series this um as you know we we started so many last year we I did so many podcasts about psychology philosophy and um current news history um about history about enslaved enslaved people or indigenous people all over the world so i was cover everything i was interested in and also bible is one of the thing um i was very very interested in when i was growing up and still these days um that's why um today we're gonna one of the podcast today one of the series i'm going to start is how to get into the the bible is it like a journey through the greatest story of all the time is a books by steven mill steven steven miller and also is it like a, um is it as you know the bible is a, a big book and it just like the catch just like catching a movie in the middle of you can miss out on lots of what's going on and get confused unless you know the big picture and the character and the flow of events now um we can and this visually engage in hand, um that book that podcast naturally podcast but the handbook i'm going to use you see it show you how to get into the bible um and also we you can start like anywhere in the bible and understand it without religious jargon you all know why millions of readers agree it is the most powerful books ever written and you'll discover how real the life and surprisingly relevant it is to your life how to get into the bible shows you the broad sweeping panorama and of the biblical um, story it takes you from book to book by from genesis to revelation hitting the high spot with yeah and so that's what we're gonna discuss and um I'm gonna like um, narrate the books for you because it's a big, really big book. Um, and also, f- first of all, and also, um, I hope um everybody's before I started the um today I want um today is um by the way before I started my name is Adner Delome I'm actually living in Portland, Oregon. Is it um? gorgeous city located on the west of the u.s the pacific northwest specifically um 
between two um, states like um, California and Washington states. So Oregon is between those two places. And the city I live right now, I live in Portland, Oregon. And always oh, cold, not really sunny, but, but the weather, especially in the winter time, the weather pattern usually most are, is a mild weather winter most of the time and also they have um mm, a lot of rain shower almost daily that that's so good that's so good okay i know um so many people all over the world um listen to the podcast um some um the bible must not be familiar to you so um so just don't ignore it just listen it has a learning new thing about history usually focus on that and um and also pick up one in your local library it will see it's so they get very very interesting um story in it um very interesting story and also um if you heard the noise the background noise is my um heater in my home office uh um so ignore the sound like uh because it's a small room so the sound is really uh, amplified so ignore it so that's why we're gonna start it today and after next week we're gonna get back to our familiar um podcast like the about history of psychology um philosophy those will be in French version, but those, those most of our podcast, those um will be in French version for those that will help me um with my my French and also I will have guests a friend and we we probably this year try to do a little Spanish um different languages uh, even though i don't speak them but it can if i be able to find guests who can able to speak them i can actually talk to them because i have a system on my computer even though they speak different language they automatically translate it with my computer so so thank you and also i saw people keep continuing listening to podcasts it's amazing so Today also we're gonna um check um I will start with my favorite part of the Bible like uh, King Solomon the Psalm the King David those are best part to start because they they song also there were song the poets and stuff like that so and probably the following weeks will I will start with more hard one and. So thanks, eh? Bye-bye. So we'll start um I'm gonna put more lights so I can see so I can start the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for people all over the world um who are listening who and interested in um what I have to say. Um don't don't hesitate to like um contact me to email and to leave a voicemail. That'll be so fun. Okay. Thank you.
Okay, um, like I told you, um, it's really, really, it's not easy to navigate the Bible, especially those people not really familiar with the Bible. For most people in the world, probably the Bible, it's a um, historical book. But, but people of Christian faith, they use the Bible as a tool um, to build up their faith and to learn about the different aspects of the Bible. Of the Bible, so um, I would be really, um, really, the podcast today would be really detailed how to how that how, what is really is the Bible, and also how we 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 got our Bible. You probably don't know, but so you can Google, but I, I will help you out so you don't have to Google it um, today, but while you're listening, but after, feel free to do it. There's a short version of how we get the Bible and um, why it's summed up in a letter from Apostle Paul just before his execution. All scripture is inspired by God and and is useful to teach us what it is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. So that's part one of the segment from the 2 Timothy chapter 3 um, verse 16. So Paul was talking Even if I, if I say name of a author of the Bible, don't worry about it because I will explain. Um, if you keep listening to the podcast, you will get to know those people. So don't worry about the. If I just drop a name, um, don't worry. Okay, don't worry about because I will explain. If you, but promise me, if you keep listening, you will learn who who are these people. Paul was talking about Jewish scripture, which Christian called the Old Testament. The New Testament was not finished at the time, but Christian believed that Paul's words apply equally to the 20, 27 books of the New Testament, which revolve around life and teaching of God's Son. Exactly how God inspired many biblical writer in is an intriguing mystery and a source of sometime hard debate but all christians who believe that the bible is god's revelation to the human race agree on on one rock solid point god guided the more than a millennium long process from beginnings to the end he personally saw to 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 it that human got the message he wanted to deliver in the beginnings story about gods were probably passed on by word of mouth long before they were written onto clay slabs or tin ship shipskin in the ancient times villagers and herders alike admire gifted storytellers who with entertainment entertaining flair and evocative cadence 
preserve and pass along the community tradition and history. Listener became familiar with their stories and typically refused to allow storyteller to skip or add material, much like children today monitor and supervise the family stories that their parents read to them. The writing begins. No one knows when the first Hebrew put pen to parchment or stylus to clay. Moses is the first person in the Bible identified as a writer, perhaps as early as the 1400 BC. Moses wrote down the many laws God gave him, probably those preserved in the books of of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. But hundreds of years before Moses, Abraham, the father of a Jewish nation, may have written the dramatic stories about his life that are preserved in Genesis. He came from the Persian Gulf region where writing was already at least a thousand years old. Most of the rest of the Old Testament story, poems, song, genealogy, nuggets of wisdom, prophecies, and all the older genre of, of Hebrew tradition was likely passed along, rally, rally, then eventually collected and recorded by scraps. The writing probably uh, began in earnest after Israel established itself as a powerful nation during the reign of David and Solomon about um, 1000 BC, as scrolls began to wear out, scripts carefully duplicated the text into fresh scrolls. Exactly who wrote the Old Testament remain a mystery. Most books don't say. The first five books of the Bible, for example, are anonymous. But ancient Jewish tradition say Moses wrote them. Some Bible authors, on the other hand, are clearly identify many prophets wrote the books named after them. All but a few sections of the Old Testament are writer in Hebrew, the language of the Jew, and a few passages are written in Arama Aramaic, Aramaic. A similar language that the Jew picked up when they were exiled in Babylon. After 20 some years old, Alexander the Alexander Alexander the Great swept through the Middle East in the early 300s BC. Greek beca became the the prevailing language. With about a century, an Egyptian king decided to create a new holding for his renowned library in Alexandria. As legend has it, he asked the high priest in Jerusalem to learn him about 70 top scholars who will translate the five river books of Moses into Greek. The result, um, the first translation became known as the Septuagint. 
uh, meaning 70 over the next hundred years or so the rest of the Hebrew Bible was Bible was added added when the New Testament writer let a quote the Old Testament they quote it from this Greek translation Rome destroyed Jerusalem Jerusalem in AD 70 leaving the Jew with no temple for offer and um for offering um, animal sacrifices. So the Jew began to offer sacrifices of praise and prayer for reading from the sacred writing. Um, the problem was that the Jew had a wide array of river books and many versions of some books. No one knows exactly how or when the Jews settled on the books that make up the Bible, which Christians call the Old Testament. Uh, the five books of Moses, known as the books of the law, were probably among the first ones widely accepted. The books of the prophets likely came next, followed last by the books of known as the writings like Psalm, Proverbs, and others. Eventually, eliminated partly because they were not originally written in Hebrew where many books are published in a popular Greek translation. They were called ap apocrypha, apocrypha meaning secondary, secondary, secondary or hidden word would um, later reappear in Rome Catholic and Eastern Orthodox Bible. Bible. The late breaking good news. The story how um how we get the New Testament is quite similar um quite similar through the time frame is compressed. Instead um of taking a thousand years um or more for spoken stories or to give way to writing, then to widely revere status, the process takes about a century for Christians like like earliest followers of Jesus. Jesus didn't immediately write their stories apparently because they're they expected jesus to return soon they urgently spread his teaching in person by speaking the first new testament books were probably not written by jew by jesus disciple but by missionary minded um circuit um preaching paul scholar like estimate that Paul earliest letters of encouragement to young churches he had founded were written about like 20 years 20 years after the death of Jesus and the rest of the New Testament was written through throughout the reminders of the first century roughly 80 50 to 100 Christian had a long respected um, the Jewish scriptures as a God's word but they, they also recognized that the message of Jesus contained in the gospel and all the writing was, was an essential part of God's revelation to human beings. Christians, however, didn't um, formally agree on which books to include in the New Testament until after Marcion, a Christian leader in early 80s, proposed a short list um, the letters of Paul and Gospel of Luke, all of which had 
it did it um to reflect his belief that jesus was not human and could not really suffer could not really suffer over the next two centuries christian debated on which books should be included many had been written on including about 60 of 60 of questionable content and authorship by 367 most church leaders agreed to accept and has authoritative only to 27 books they they believe were in by apostles and minister who had actually seen jesus including the original disciple and paul and the first and least of these books appeared to that year in a easter letter that an, an egyptian bishop Athanasius sent to these churches he was the first on record to use the word canon which originally meant measure to describe and the officially recognized books of the bible church leader decided that no other books should be added to to the canon to the canon and also um now um let me try to like you know you know the the bible is like it's like there's a mini library they comprise that 66 books and they're divided between um old testament and new testament okay um let me like listed all the for the old testament for i will classify them for you can understand them really well so the first one the first group is the old those are books who are located in the old testament the first they call them low first classifies they classify as low um i don't have an explanation for that probably i would find out soon like first classification i say is low like we get genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy those they classify as history books is joshua judges ruth first samuel second samuel first king second king one chronicle second chronicle ezra nehemiah esther poetry books job psalm proverbs ecclesiastes song of song those are actually my favorite part of the bible the, the poetry part of the bible and also the major prophets is isaiah Jeremiah, Lamentation, Ezekiel, Daniel. Not only those are names, they also are books, okay? They name after the prophets, usually probably who wrote them. The minor prophets is Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zapraniah, Haggai, Zachariah, Malachi. Now we now New Testament. New Testament. That's the second part of those books of the Bible. We get um gospel. The first classification are gospel. We list it like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. History is Acts. Letters by Paul to churches with that Roman, First Corinthian, Second Corinthian, Galatian. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. Letters by Paul to individuals like 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon. 
general letters are Hebrew, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and Jude. The, the final books on the, of the New Testament is the Revelation. Um, the Bible is, isn't one book, but it's a library of many books. Most Protestant Bible have 66 books like 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the new arrange in the order and category show here are Old Testament books by prophets for example appear together starting with the major prophets meaning the longer books followed by the minor prophets this arrangement is different for some other Bible believing faith for example, Roman Catholic and Eastern Orthodox Bible included the Apocalypse, Apo, Apocryphia, or collection of books that appear in Septuagint, a Greek translation made for the Hebrew Bible about 200 years ago, before Christ. Before Christ. Okay. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? So um, now we're going to talk about the dangers of arts of translation. Latin, the preferred language of Roman, eventually spread throughout the, the empire. Christian scholars began producing several Latin translations of Jewish and Christian scripture by 382. However, Pope Damascus decided the church needed a single authoritative Latin translation, he assigned these arduous tasks to Jerome, leading Bible scholar of, of the time. Jer Jerome knew Latin and Greek, but not very much Hebrew. He was determined to translate the Old Testament from the original Hebrew language, not from the Greeks. Septuagint. So he moved to a monastery in Bethlehem and learned Hebrew from Jewish scholar. More than 20 years after he began his monumental, um, monumental um, trans translation, translation was complete, and he became known as a Vulgate, meaning common. Common sense he wrote in in the common language of the day of the day of the day of the day. At first his translation met stiff stiff resistance after one congregation heard his version of Jonah read to them instead of the worshipping the ride. They preferred the earliest version they were used to hearing and memorizing. Um, because because language change of the language change as you know updated version can sometimes sound dramatically different from the previous version and to further complicate the process it's not always clear um, how to interpret the ancient text for example ancient Hebrew had no vowel, vowel and no lowercase letters if we wrote in English that way once upon a time we will look like this N-I-C-P-N-A-T-N-D but those same letters could also read like nice pun Tom. Ancient reader family with the story seem to have little trouble reading it. 
others had to look for the context clue which were plentiful solving the puzzle of one word give you a clue about what the, the next word should be when you put a lot of words together it's easier to figure out what the story is about and it about the time john was translating the bible into latin a missionary named all Phileas was inventing an alphabet for a german tribe so it could translate the bible into the gothic language this scene has been repeated throughout the world throughout the ages so the next segment i will give you a few timelines um few timelines uh, about the bible so as christianity grew so did the number of bible translation most bible were too expensive for common people because it took months to work up to copy them and in the 1300s the bible could easily cost a price a year a salary this changed dramatically in about 1456 when the bible first was first printed with movable type but by the end of that century printers were busy in more than 250 european towns publishing a wide variety of bible edition and surprisingly christian church um, leaders assist um resist the notion of translating god's word into everyday languages the prevailing opinion was that people should get their teaching from minister not the bible because it was thought most people were not cap capable of tra traveling through god's word without a spiritual guide a spiritual guide a spiritual guide um Oxford scholar John Wycliffe became viewed as a heretic for creating the first English Bible, which um, was banned in England. He died before anyone killed him, but 43 years, 43 years later, church leader dug up his remains, burned them, and threw the ashes into the river. William Tyndall produced, um, produced an improved English translation in early 1500s. For this, he was publicly strangled with a rope and his body burned. His dying words were, Lord, open the king of England's eyes. Within three years, the king ordered English Bible placed in every in every church, in every church. Um, every church. Every church. So um, we I will like the next segment. I will read the timeline of different world events of Bible um events. Okay, I'm gonna link, um, read um, a few timelines from the Bible. So different here from 1500 BC, 1500 BC 
to 1000 BC, 500 BC, AD BC. First event in the Bible was Moses. Moses um write God's law. It was full. 1440 BC Moses David writes song David writes song 100,000 BC Solomon writes why saying 950 BC Jeremiah writes prophecy 600 BC. Old Testament translated into Greek, 200 BC. New Testament written, written AD 100. New Testament accepts scripture, 367. So at that time, the thing happened not only simultaneously with the stuff were happening in during the Bible time, also in the world, they got stuff happening also. The Canaanite created first alphabet um 1500 Trojan War ends and sack of a Troy 11 um 190 BC David become king of Israel 1010 BC Solomon dedicated the first Jewish temple 960 BC Confucius born 551 BC, Jewin and Penis 164 BC, paper invented in China AD 103, 103, and Pagan Temple closed in Roman Empire 350, 350. Jerome translated the Bible into Latin 405. Kidman, a monk, put parts of the Bible to music 670. Wycliffe produced first English Bible 1384. Tyndale executed for translating the Bible into English. 1536. Actually, I have a Tyndale Bible too. Goodness, I didn't know. I just use the Bible, I never know. King David Version of the Bible, 1611. English Revised Version, 1885. Dead Sea Scroll Discover, 1947. Revised Standard Version, 1952. Contemporary English Version, 19. 95 Five, 500 like Muhammad has version recorded on Quran Quran 610 Crusade Crusader began 1095 eyeglasses invented 1300 rebuilding plague killed one third of, of Europe 1348 Columbus sell for the new world 1492 Shakespeare become London playwright 1592 Puritan land on Plymouth Rock 1620 Mark Twain write Huckleberry Finn 
1884, Israel become nation again, 1948. 1948. So, so the Bible, the Bible today, Sanskrit, um, James Commission. His masterpiece translation, archaeologist, um, unearthed Bible manuscripts much older than the one that his translator used, up to a thousand years older. For example, some Old Testament texts from the renowned Dead Sea Scroll, a library cache preserved in dry caves near Israel, Dead Sea, date as uh, far back as about 200 years before Christ. Variation in the scripture is surprising and minor, surprisingly minor, and is a tribute to the care taken by the copyist. By the copyist. By the copyist. Um. So so far, none of the original manuscripts have surfaced, but um, translators today um make good use of the ever imagined ever emerging ancient texts linking them with the cutting edge arm technology to piece together brittle and broken fragments of leather scroll. For example, some scientists are using DNA testing to determine what section of belong together. Today there are countless millions of perhaps billions of more Bibles in homes throughout the world. As the moments, at least part of the Bible have been translated up into about 22,000 languages from Abo and Papua New Guinea to Zalgo in New Cameroon. Survey report that the United States 9 out of 10 homes have at least one Bible and the average home has about six. These are just printed in the Bible. People can now um, choose from a staggering array of ancient or new Bible translation on computer, via electronics, disk, online services, and the internet. People can also listen to narr- narrated tape of a scripture. Of a scripture. For children, they um. For children, there are Bible stories in in comic book style and other edge tailored edition and for kids who will never consider curling up with a good book there are bible story cartoon and drama and even interactive bible video games adults too can choose bible um to get it their um targeting the answers there are storybooks bible for parents to read to their children and devotional Bible with inspiring article for singles, reader interested in studying um, the cultural background of each passage, can buy thick volumes such as Nelson, study Bible version 1500, ex- expository study notes based on the latest scholarship. The, the less um, scholarly yet equally acquiring can turn to world in like Word and Life, Bible Study, designed for today's media sm- smart reader. In addition to in-text maps and chart, these um, 
This contains hundreds of articles and features, including information on occupation in the Bible, geography, and culture, and personally, personality profile. The Bible has been the world's best-selling book since Johann Gutenberg invented the printing press 50-50 years ago. 550 years ago with modern publisher producing niche edition that meet the spiritual needs of even the narrowness segment of the markets the bible is likely one of the best read as well as well so let me give you some version in english like we got king james version 1611 american standard version 1901 revised standard version 1952 Phillips the New Testament in modern English 1958 the Amplified Bible the Amplified Bible 1965 the Living Bible 1971 71 New American Standard Version 1971 to the English version like a Good News Bible 1976 New International Version 1978, New King James Version 1982, New Revised Standard Version 1989, Contemporary English Version 1995. You see, um, they they got so many um version. The English version, the English version. So, um, and also, did you know, using the Bible, they usually, especially in the, Amer- the American government, they use the Bible as a swearing ceremony, grew out the ancient Jewish pra- practice of making a promise and reminding each other that God is watching. In, in the Middle Ages, Christians swore by kissing or touching the cross. A Bible or a sacred object they believe once belonged to a holy person. The um the oldest Bible text is a Dead Sea Scroll fragment re- written on about 225 BC is from one of the Old Testament books of Samuel. The oldest surviving New Testament text is a fragment of John 18 chapter 31 33 which include Pilate's question of Jesus are you the kings of the Jew and the fragment dates about AD um, 125 roughly one generation after the original was written um, and also um the Bible produced typo produced dubious nickname for some edition like the Elder Torah Bible also called the Wick Bible dropping all important nothing command that should not commit adultery the printer was fine hefty sum also we get bizarre translation um of keywords spawn bible nickname like the bug bibles more respectfully known as a comfortable bible and um 1535 and encouraged its reader not to be afraid of bugs by night the king james version replaced by bugs with terror uh, the word bible came from the greek word for papyrus biblos a plant used to make paper gospel come from the old english world god's spell english scholar and uses to translate the greek word 
euangelion, which means good news, and from which we get the word evangelist. Uh, most widely translated Bible books is the Gospel of Mark. The shortest of the four Gospels about Jesus is available in about 900 languages. Christians were um, among the first people to dis- discard the 3,000-year-old tradition of using the scroll. And they adopted the codex, the books are formats, every surviving fragment of Christian writing from the 2nd century AD come from the books, but only 14 out of 870 non-Christian works at the time are from books. Books printed on the front and back were cheaper and easier to use and easier to use. After Johann Gutenberg, a German invented the printing press in, in the mid-1400s, the first book printing was the Bible, the first press run about 100 copies sold before the press started. 48 copies of the this masterpiece survive. So um, the Bible didn't originally have chapter and verse. Scholar had chapter in AD 1231 and verse in 1551. Ooh, I didn't know that either. You know, uh, let me explain that to you. For, for example, the Bible, like I told you, it was like is a mini library of comp- comp- um, composed like sixty six books, but it wasn't like um, well organized. In order for you to find something, um, it was pretty hard and to find. But they come up like a, they come up on they come up with chapter and verses, just the divided and organized, so you can easily for you to find it. So that's mean um. The, the added, the scholar added like the chapter in 1231 and verse in 1551. I didn't know that. I've been reading the Bible forever. I never know what year that was started. I thought everybody would translate it out. The verse, the chapter was already there, but they were just added just to make it easier for people to, to get it. So, thank you. start with psalm let me, let me give you a short timeline what happened it's um adam 400 bc and that space is between the timelines is they got a big gap i don't know what's happening between those big gap between the um the life of adam so we we got a big gap big gap we finally until 20 21000 BC we get Abraham 1500 BC Moses David thousand first return from Babylon it was 338 BC Ezra 450 BC a Jesus born and seven and a half, seven and a half, six BC. 
So the song of Israel, it's saying like you hear the word as has someone read to to a dying loved one, or perhaps as a minister comfort the family beside the grave. So the Lord, they usually use that word. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He make a make me to lie down the green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness, for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. That's the Psalm twenty-third, verse one and four. That's the version of King King version. So the choice of the word, uh, the image convey, uh, even steady by rhythmic pace, rhythmic pace, um, seem to generate a consoling, healing power. Psalm is a song book, uh, direct from the hearts of poets with, who, who, um. Who experience the full range of life, sorrow, and joy? These inspire writer um, express in words what uh, rest of us can only feel. Yet, when we read these words of anger, sadness, and hope, and praise, they become our own, for they reflect our deepest and sometimes most private emotions. Most private emotions. Um, late. Um, even the the book give you like a short um behind the scene of a psalm. I um like starting role like David. David is a David is the David is the source or inspiration behind nearly half of the one hundred fifty psalms. So if you get if you have a Bible, if you um check the Psalm chapter eighteen verse fifty, it's just like a plot, like a movie. This is a collection of song written over many centuries. Like there are no plots, there are however themes with each song. Surprisingly, the most common song are those you have to fall under complaint. But there are many songs about praise as well, which is why the Jew called the book Telehum, meaning praise. Tehilahim. Tehilahim means praise. That's the way they call the the song. What to look for is like repeated thoughts, not sounds. Hebrew poetry doesn't have ri- ri- rhythm or rhythm rhyme or rhythm its unique characteristic is is it's a repetition of thoughts called parallelism the poet will make a statement in one line then in the second and perhaps the third line he'll repeat the thought extended it or contrasted with an opposite idea in some bible translation the second and third idea are ended indented from the first one from David's prayer of confession after committing adultery with Bathsheba, 
here's an example of the second lie repeating the thoughts of the first one cleanse me with hyssop i will be clean wash me i will be whiter than snow radically different topics if is some is someone today publish a collection of favorite um favorite favorite christian song you could expect that the song would cover a wide range of topics so does the ancient collection known as a psalm you'll find song praising god for his gorgeous universe and you'll find song that for weddings worship service pilgrimage of to jerusalem the cronings of a king and soldier or the on the march to name a few also um did you know that the shortest chapter in the bible also the middle chapter the middle chapter is psalm 117 it has only two verse he has only two verse is only two verse um the longest chapter in the bible is psalm 119 with a whopping 1776 verses This poem is so long because it's a acrostic built on 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet and the poem has 22 eight 22 8 8 verse section. The first section start with the first Hebrew letters Aleph. The second section start with the next letter Beth and on it goes clear through the alphabet 22 times. it equal 176 the middle verse in the bible is this one it is better to take refuge in the lord than to trust in man the box bible as it's become known was an early english translation of scripture it's earned its nickname because is a um is a peculiar translation from psalm instead of uh, telling people there's no need to fear the terror by night it's to calm them regarding bugs by night by night by night so um author and date the book attribute like 73 psalm to to David but the original Hebrew phrase can mean by David dedicated to David or in the style of David all the songs are attributed to Solomon Moses and Asaph chief musician during the reign of David and perhaps Solomon some songs remain anonymous the psalm were written throughout Israel history some from the time of Moses about 14 1440 BC and other from the time of King David about 1000 BC and other after Babylon defeated the Jewish nation and exiled many of the citizens in 586 BC the book is exists to give people um the words to express their deepest spiritual feelings privately or in a group worship on location so the song um
the songs are set throughout the Middle East from the Sinai Desert where Moses led the, the Hebrew to Israel, where David built a powerful Jewish nation, to Babylon where the defeated Jews spent 50 years in exile, and the composition of the psalm stretched from a thousand miles from Egypt to Babylon in 1,000 years from Exodus to the two exiles. Yeah, it's really complex stuff, just like a big movie scene from the song. In the song, I tribute to David, the one-time shepherd boy who spent a lot of time outdoors, Psalm 8 praised God for creation and expresses dismay that it would entrust such a majesty to human beings. Uh, often things of the heavens your, your hands have made and the moon and star you put in place. Then I ask, why do you care about us human? Why are you concerned for us weakling? Our Lord and ruler, your name is wonderful everywhere on earth. That part of the Psalm, chapter 8, verse 3 and 4, and chapter 9, in David, like contemplation of the creation of God, not contemplation, more than admiration, like majesty of God creation. In the Psalm, um, some expressing deep trust in God and a song that is perhaps the most loved in all the literature David compared God to a shepherd who protects his flock the Lord is my shepherd I shall not be want in want he makes me lie down in the great pastures he leads me beside quiet water he restores my soul he guides me in path of righteousness for his name's sake even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's one part of the verse. You got the Lord and the shepherd protector. If you check the Psalm, the chapter 23, verse 1 and 6, 26, 26. When the Jews assemble to worship God, professional musicians add their support by filling the temple courtyard with sounds of harps, lines, horns, flutes, tambourines, bells, cymbals, and metal rattles. Some some are written to be accompanied by certain kind of instruments. Psalm 4, for example, say it is written for strange and accompaniment. Accompaniment. The very name Psalms come from the Hebrew word psalmos, which means stringing of strings. It's anonymous songs of things written for public worship. The writer invites worshippers to praise the Lord with music, praise the Lord with harps, and use harps with dance strings to make music for him, sing a new song, shout, play a beautiful song. He like a musician, musician leading worship, worship, like Psalm chapter 33, verse 1 and 3, explain like really brilliantly, brilliantly.
thirsty for God. In a private passionate prayer for help, the songwriter expressed deep soul because he feel he feel cut off from God. Perhaps he he is among the thousands of Jewish exiles forced to live in Babylon, far from home. As a deer gets thirsty for streams of water, I truly am thirsty for you, my God. Why am discouraged? Why am I am restless? I trust you and I will I praise you again because you help me and you are my God. Check the Psalm chapter 42 verse 1 and 2. Like uh the title is mostly likely is thirsting for God. And also raising hand and praise and prayer. If you check um If you like get a Bible on hand, if you check Psalm 63 verse 4 or chapter 134 1 and 2, is a uninhibited show of praise up to God or unrestrained plea for help and the Jew sometimes address him with arm raised and David not yet a king and still living in the desert or has a fugitive haunted by soul expresses his confidence in God. I will praise you as long as I live. And your name I will lift it up my hands. Oh. One also this singing to God. Also, you can follow that too if you check Psalm 66, verse 1 and 20. Those sacrifices and prayer are important part of the worship, God. So So is singing. The pe- people sing about God when they are alone, where they are alone, when they are together in the temple or synagogue, or sometimes gather for worship and they take turns singing to each other. One group will take the first line of a song, and the second group will respond with the second line. In a song for public worship, the writer encourages um, the whole world to sing to God. Tell everyone on, on earth to shout praise to God. Sing about his glorious name. Honor him with praise. Honor him with praise. And also traveling to Jerusalem. If you also check the, the Psalm 84 verse 5. Verse 5. Three times a year, um, spring, summer, and fall, every Jew who is able to travel to Jerusalem celebrate the important Jewish holiday, Passover, and to Harvest Festival. Fifteen songs like Psalm 120-134 are written especially for pilgrims. The songs are called Song of Ascent, perhaps because no, no matter which way you approach Jerusalem, North, north, south, east, or west, you have to climb. The city is on the hill, surrounded by hills. Travelers likely sing this song as they walk through the holy city, and when they arrive in Jerusalem, they may sing a song of each for the 50 steps leading up to the temple. And also, they, they get in the Bible, also, they get protected by God. Part of the psalm also. If you check the 
Psalm chapter 91, verse 1 and 16. The Jew is a sign of God's ability to protect them no matter what they add. That this doesn't mean God will always keep them from harm, but it's mean he has the power to protect. Yet when suffering cam- comes, he is still in the control and it will help in ways that human beings can fully understand. And he who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuse and my fortress. And one thing is important also, if you like people who practice the Christian faith, they usually they focus on studying and order for them to like build their faith. If you check the chapter 119 verse 108 um just like the sacrifice prayer and music studying the law of god is an important feature of worship and at home and in the groups the jew read aloud the scripture and memorize parts of it psalm 119 the longest chapter in the bible has 176 verses every one of which speaks about god's law said to music it's become a song urging people to nurture their faith by thinking about god's word you have ordered us always to obey your teaching and i don't ever want to stay to stray from the law and finally um you know the books of some is so vast we give you like small small segments to another full to grabs the essence of of the books of psalm finally um the part of Psalm we want to talk tonight is about uh, a time to crime. If you check Psalm 137, page chapter Psalm 137, verse 1 and 9, the largest group of Psalm are those of people crying to God out of pain or sorrow. In one of such songs written anonymously in a church exile in Babylon, paints a vivid and heartbreaking scene about the day. The music died beside the river of babylon we thought about the jerusalem and we sat down and cried we hung our small harps on the willow trees our enemy had brought us here as their prisoner and now they wanted us to sing and entertain them they insulted us and shouted, sing about zion he are the foreign land how can we sing about the lord life what's the point so what is the meanings of life um that seemed like an ethereal boring qu- questions unless of course you reach midlife and suddenly it drones on you that someday in the not distant enough future when people talk about ashes to ashes dust to dust they will talking about you when we stand eyeball to dust ball with our own mortality, when we suddenly know and feel the full awareness that we will someday die, and we begin asking this question that was tackled long, long ago by the writer Ecclesiastes. 
The first words out of the writer's mouth don't leave it don't, don't leave us with a great sense of his ability to answer questions. Nothing makes sense. Everything is nonsense. I have seen all nothing makes sense. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 2. But don't take this as a final word. The final word comes later after he lays in, lays out, and analyzes what he has seen in life. <clears throat> At the end, he answers the questions on by pointing directly to heaven's life. His, conc- his conclude is a mysterious gift from God. We should learn to enjoy the gifts and to show our gratitude to to the giver to the giver let's go um to understand ecclesiastes ecclesiast let's go behind um be, behind the the scene of ecclesiast did you know the name of the book came come from the word that writer used to describe himself, teacher or assembly leader in Greek, his word is ecclesiastes. Uh, the writer seemed to perform an experiment. He is analyzing life. He examined the circle of life, the chore we run ourselves right on, the pleasures we pursue, and he reached the bleak conclusion that everything under the sun is meaningless. Bible experts debate what's the meanings by this phrase, but some says it means all human endeavor apart. Says it means all human endeavor apart. Says means from God. This is without God, no one can find lasting satisfaction and meanings in the work that the diversion or the life what to look for most men search for meanings this will seem like one incredibly convoluted contradictory contradictory book if you read it like a typical essay or sermon one means the writer saying life is unfair unfulfilling and make no sense what what whatsoever the next meaning is saying we should enjoy life, work hard, and obey God. What, what, what you're reading are the honest, honest confession of a man struggling with doubt, disillusionment, and despair. Fortunately, he works his way through the struggle and finds a sense of comfort worth sharing. Author on date. In the first verse, the writer identified himself as a son of David, king in Jerusalem, and as known to be very wise, certainly sounds like Solomon, especially when you add a bunch of other clues from chapter 2, such as a foreign ruler bring him silver, gold, and precious treasure, as the queen of Sheba did. And his many wives he had a thousand. Many Bible experts, however, say the style of Hebrew words suggests it was written many centuries 
later, maybe as late as 3000 BC, perhaps by someone, by someone trying to approach a vaccine issues in the manner that a wise King Solomon would. Some passages, in fact, don't sound like um, something we would expect Solomon to say. If you check the Ecclesiastes 5, 8, verse 9, blame the king for overtaxing the poor. The fragments, um, fragments of the book found among the Dead Sea Scroll were copied in, um, in about 150 BC, suggesting Ecclesiastes was revered as at least by then. If Solomon wrote this book, he may have done so late in his reign after he he had allowed to his foreign wives to coax with him away from God and into worshiping their gods. Perhaps Solomon got to the points in his life where he realized that even with all his wealth and power and wisdom, he was empty without God. And the points of the book and the conclusion the writer reached after analyzing life is is something um is something he says can be put into um few few word respect and obey God. This is what life is all about. If you check Ecclesiastes chapter twelve verse thirteen, um we got timeline in the Bible like. Solomon began his 40, 40 year reign, 1970 BC. And look on location. If Solomon wrote the book, the setting takes place in his capital city of Jerusalem. A numbered area are administrative districts in Solomon Solomon Kingdoms. Solomon Kingdoms. Big scene from Ecclesiastes. What good is hard work? If you check Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 1 and 18, and Solomon takes a long, hard look at life and he doesn't like what he sees, and ever seen it all, nothing makes sense. What is there to show for all our hard work here on this earth? People come and pray, people go, but still the world never changed. Chapter 2, verse 2 and 4. And God, God is in control of the life circle. Cycle. Solomon says there is no amount of hard work we can do to change this. Everything on earth has its own time and its own season. And there's a time for birth and death, planting and reaping, for killing and healing, destroying and building, for crying and laughing, weeping and dancing for throwing stone and gathering stones, embracing and parting, and parting. So everything um, that happened and has happened before and all that will has already been, God does everything over and over again. That's the circle, the cycle of life rolls on. Chapter Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one to 22. And also you're talking about wealth is unsatisfying check um ecclesiastes chapter 5 chapter verse 10 and 17 if you love money and wealth you will never be satisfied solomon says the more you have the more everyone expects from you 
your money won't do you any good other will just spend it for you and at the end Solomon says wealth is worthless to human beings they came into this world naked and when they die they will be just as naked and they can't take anything with them and finally in Ecclesiastes life is short enjoy it if you check the chapter 5 verse 18 to 20 chapter 9 7 verse 9 to verse 7 to 9 chapter 12 verse 13 so after the living after living a long and luxurious life solomon concludes that life is a simple thing that's mattering most what is the best thing to do in the short life that god has given us solomon asks i think we should enjoy eating drinking and working hard this is what god intends for us to do and when solomon analysis of life is complete the main conclusion he reached is the core of everything he has ever been taught is this respect and obey god this is what life is all about A brief um, review of words, at least, and all as all as Solomon. Many scholars um, suspect Ecclesiastes was was written hundred years after Solomon. Yet, a short except um, verse um, Ecclesiastes nine verse um, nine seven is remarkably similar to advice that um, shows up in the Babylonian epic of Gilgamesh which had been circulating for hundreds of years before Solomon. Parts of uh, the story have survived in several documents, um, one dating about like 300 years before the kings, another about seven, 700 years before him. Perhaps Solomon, widely known for his international contacts with the story and drove from it while reflecting on the meanings of life, he is a... Um, comparison of the two Ecclesiastes be happy and enjoy eating and drinking God decided long ago that this is what he should do the other guy said a pick of Gilmash day and night enjoy yourself eating and dancing dress up Ecclesiastes dress up comb your hair and look your best a pick of Gilmash Wear sparkling fresh clothes, wash your hair, and bathe. Ecclesiastes, life is short and you love your wife, so enjoy being with her. Epic of Galmash, pay attention to the child who holds your hand. Make sure your wife enjoys being with you. Ecclesiastes, this is what you are supposed to do as, as you struggle through life on this earth. A peak of Galmash. This is what you are supposed to do. So, um, almost not in the Bible, ancient Jewish writings say that Ecclesiastes uh, was one of the last books admitted into the Canaan. 
a scrubbed canon or scripture. Many people didn't like it because it seemed so pessimistic. Why it was eventually added, added is uncertain. One reason may be because many Jewish leaders believe Solomon wrote it and another is believed it was written in Hebrew, which is indicated it was an old book. Greek was the prevailing language when the Hebrew Bible was agreed upon in the first century AD. And um, for whatever reason, it found its way into the Old Testament. Ecclesiastes serve up as a dramatic reminder that as much as we human beings like to think, we in control, we not God is. God is. To, um, today to, uh, to, Termin- to finish the podcast, it was so uh, it was really interesting I, 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 um, i'm thinking song of song and you um it's an intimate love song you can read this book um jews in ancient time did they would not let a man read it until he was 30 years old and jewish elder didn't worry about the women because unfortunately most of them couldn't read <laughs> couldn't read uh, this is an erotic poem the the theme is for adults only as a result you're not going to hear many sermon from this book because frankly it's too frank for kids you get you get a man and a woman in love graphically explicitly praising the physical features of each other and disclosing the sheer fantasy about making love the words are not vulgar, obscene, yet they are unapologetically sensual and intimate. And this is not like any other older books in in the Bible. Not even close. Many godly people, many many godly people, in fact, have argued that it never should have been at in the first place. But because it's here, we have a beautiful reminder that human sexuality is the gift of God. We also have a model for Romans, a reminder that true love feeds on tender words of endearment, whether poetic or plain, spoken straight from 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 the heart. With from the heart, behind the scene of a song, the song, and and. Did you know, like, um, did you know, like, the books of Esther, the song of song doesn't mention God, and the title of the book come from the introduction of Solomon's most beautiful song. It is called the Song of Song, just as Jesus called it the King of Kings. An on, on unnamed woman from the countryside of Israel, the unnamed man, the woman true love. King Solomon, King of Israel. This is a poem full of highly symbolic language, so the Bible experts don't agree on the story behind the poem. There is a host of proposed plots chaos of a sampling. Solomon chose a country girl for his bride, but the young lady refused to refuse the king in favor of the country lover. Or Solomon in the country lover are the same man, or in the unnamed country lover is the only man in the story. When when it's come to the woman, she looks upon him as a glorious king and a king of of night, 
and shining armor. The ancient time, many Jewish and Christian scholars didn't take the poem literally. Jews saw the poem symbolizing God's love for the Jewish people. Christians later saw it as a Christ's love for the church. What to look for? Unrestrained passion. This is a um, passionate, erotic celebration of love between a man and a woman. Neither the man, neither the man, um, nor the woman feel the least and bit inhibited about expressing their most intimate feelings and desire. The man lovingly, poetically compared the body of his love beloved to a garden filled with sweet aroma and brimming with delicious fruits. Let the north winds blow, the south winds do. The woman replied, Let them spread the aroma of my garden so the one I love may enter and taste it deliciously fruits. Um, author, it, it's an uncertain word the book, but the Hebrew phrase in the verse that um, attribute to the poem of Solomon can mean it's words written by him, for him, or dedicated um, to him. It is possible Solomon did write it for, wrote some of the psalm he said to have written on 1005, song of all together. If you check like 1st King verse chapter 4 verse 32, it's also possible that a professional musician wrote the song for one of the Solomon weddings. It may have been written for weddings or in general and dedicated to the memory of the king with his thousand wives. It is uncertain when the poem was written. It was composed by or for Solomon. It was probably written sometime during the reign 1970 or 1940 BC. Though ancient Bible scholars felt strongly that the song was a symbolic expression of either God's love for Israel or Christ's love for the church or Modern experts are nearly unanimous in arguing that the poem is a celebration of God's gift of love and sexuality. On location, the setting of Israel, um, the young women address addresses the women of Jerusalem, and the two lovers occasionally compare one another to landmark in Israel. The man says, "says is beloved, your head is a." Hell high like a mountain camel. Big scene for, from the song, Song of Songs. Kiss me tenderly, a young and beautiful peasant woman tell the man of her dream. Your love is better than wine and you smell so sweet. These are the captivating opening lines of a passionate song about sexual and sexual, sexual intimacy. What follows is an exchange of compliments in which each lover boldly praises the physical attributes of the other. My darling, you are so lovely, so very lovely. Your eyes are those of a doll. The men say, you move as gracefully as the pony that leads the chariot of the king. My darling, the young woman replied, you are the handsome, truly handsome. The fresh green grass will be our wedding bed. Beauty and the eyes of the beloved beholder, like Song of Song, chapter 1, verse 1 and 17.
On the day of the wedding, friends of the bride are the first to notice a dust cloud rolling in front of the desert. It is the groom arriving with a procession. The man may actually be Solomon coming to marry the young woman, or the poetic description may be a way of saying the young peasant couple is so deeply in love that their humble wedding feels to them like a majestic ceremony of the king or of the queen. Or you can check that in the song, song of Song, chapter The Wedding Day, chapter 3, verse 6 and 11. And, and also, words of love. After the wedding, the groom praised the beauty of his, of his bride by, by comparing her to some of the most natural beauty he has ever seen. Her hair flowed gracefully upon her shoulder like a flock of adults moving in rhythmic union down a mountainside. Her teeth shine as white as freshly washed wool. Your breasts are perfect. There are twin, twin deer feeding among the lilies. I will hasten up to those hills, sprinkle with the sweet perfume, and stay there till sunrise. The bride is just as daring as praise of her husband. She said to compare him to the natural beauty she has seen, hair wavy and black as a raven, legs strong as the columns of marble, on feet and go. Word of love, if you check the, the Song of Song, chapter 4, verse 1 and 5, or 16. The passionate compliments continue flooring as husband and wife praise each other and even more boldly describe the physical desire. The intensity of the expression heats up, crossing the border into the sensuality sensuality there there is neither obscene or nor shame you are tall slender like a palm tree the husband says i will climb that tree and climb to his branches my darling his wife replied i am yours and what bible scholar um describe as the high points of the poem the wife gave her husband a bracelet to remember her by then she shared with him a remarkable insight into the very nature of love. It's more powerful than death, stronger than the grave, than the grave, and cannot be bought, no matter what, no matter what it is offered. That's the honeymoon. Um, to finish, um, to finish, we can review all the ancient love songs. It's not. It is not all impossible that Song of Song was written in the time of the Solomon. Older um, similar songs have been recovered from the Middle East collection of Egyptian love songs from 1100 to 1300 BC. Share similarity with the Song of Songs, both, for example, were set to, the, to music, and both um, the lover referred to one another as a brother and sister. And both the love lavishly praise the beauty of one another and boldly express their shared desire. Where is God? If you look for any explicit mention of God or religion in the Song of Songs, you won't find it. This is a song about the love between a man and a woman, not just spiritual 
love that exists within the heart, but physical love as well. Early on, a godly Jew and Christian asked what such a book was doing in the Bible, how and why the song made it into the canon of scripture is uncertain. Perhaps the, the ancient Bergen revering the poem because the belief Solomon wrote it eventually may, many felt so uncomfortable treating, treating the poem as a love song between a man and a woman that they began interpreting 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 it symbolically for the Jew the husband symbolized God and for the wife symbolized Israel. For Christian, the husband was Jesus and the wife was the church. More recently, however, the Bible expressed and interpreted the song more literally as a celebration of romantic love that God gave to humanity. To humanity. Probably our next um, podcast, we're going to start from the beginning, like Genesis. Genesis and also the Genesis all the fun books so um thank you for listening and sharing the podcast next week probably we'll go back to our old series And I hope this year will be uh, more blessing for your family, more blessing for your community, more not only blessing, we all we want this year is healing, healing, healing to not only mentally but physically and hope hope hopefully and total eradication of the COVID-19, I hope. And also um No matter where you live around the world, um, they got safety measure in place by our local government. Please, please follow them so we can quickly visit each other, travel over the, over the world to, to see each other. Visit people, visit your family, visit places you want to, vi to visit. So that will be fun. I hope this year will be... It's not about the year, it's about how you make the year. It's about um, your part, your participation. Um, what you do to make the year a uh, fruitful and productive year. So, um, again, once again, Happy New Year, Bonne Année, Felix Anias. So, thanks for listening, thanks for supporting the broadcast, and share it for me. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bon, good night. Bonne nuit. Good morning. Bye-bye. See you soon.